Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Intertribal Talk. It is a beautiful and great day and time to be indigenous. We are missing our co-host, Cody, tonight. But in the studio, we have the famous Shane Miller. Word up. Hey, Shane. How's, How's it going? How's it going? Good. How you doing? Oh, peachy keen, <clears throat> peachy keen. Um, super excited to have you in here. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the invite. Awesome. I'm really excited to have you here. A huge fan of your food. I'm a sucker for your fries. I was just telling you that. Um, I feel like after I eat them, I, d I don't get sick because like I've got so much garlic and onions in my system and I'm a real sucker for garlic. Probably don't garlic. get a lot of things with the garlic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They're, seriously, nothing beats your fries. Thank you. Super Thank you lovely. very much. Awesome. So how's it going? What's going on in Shane's place? Uh, it's good. We're plugging away through winter here. Like everybody else, we got hit with restriction again. Uh, events got canceled, uh, you know, between the fires and then the re-hitted restrictions, you know, a little gloomy for a bit, but like a, just plug away every weekend, try to keep going and summer's going to be around the corner here again and things will pick up again and. We'll get back on schedule, right? Hopefully more events will be opening up here soon, ball tournaments, stuff like that. So we're looking forward to springtime and the summer, that's for sure. That's awesome. Um, actually, how was that? I was actually going to ask you that anyways. Um, through the fire season, how long did you guys hang out it at was, your location? It was tough because I was going through some growing pains, learning. Like, you know, I just celebrated one year. This August would have been one year, end of August would have been one year anniversary, but we were on evacuations during the anniversary, so I never really got to celebrate. And uh, But it was tough because we are going through growing pains. Uh, the engine wasn't running right on my food truck. I was trying to get that changed. Things weren't going good and, you know, timing and evacuations. Like, it just, it was crazy for a bit, man. Like, swear, like, up in Silver Star, you know, half an hour, 40-minute drive to get down to the other business, and then it's trying to um, appreciate it that I was allowed to go back into the fire zone to get my food truck so I could get it back out to get it worked on. Like, that was a big thing. But then we got evacuated out of the spot I was allowed to work on. So, it was like, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. But, you know, we pushed through that. And uh, things started looking up again. And then we got hit with the round of the stuff with December here or whatever. And yeah. Now, you know, we're just looking for the end of this and, you know, Stay positive and we'll look for better days coming. Like, yeah, you know, this is that this is that time of year where we all are kind of plugging along and just like spring's just around the corner and I feel like everybody is just chomping at the bit to get outside and get some sun. I know um, a lot of us like we've been like seasonal depression is such a thing. I know I experience it. A lot of people I know experience it. Do you ever experience well, seasonal depression? Yeah. yeah. Of course, I'm a ball player. Like every <laughs> ball player, that you want summertime, right? But yeah. like you know, you compound that with what's going on in the world, right? Like the COVID depression and like everything like that. Like you know, it's starting to add up on everybody, and it's starting to manifest it in today's society. Like what's going on in Ottawa and the border crossings and stuff, right? Like oh yeah, that stuff scares me. It's pushing like depression. It's tough, like you know, like you said, it's yeah. People it, are hurting. They need. Like to go back to whatever's normal, right? Like it's whatever sad their to normal see. is, yeah. Yeah, it's sad to see everything that's going on in the world. But that's also where comfort food comes in. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I try to provide, the comfort food. Like, you know, like 
I'm not a healthy food truck, I'll tell you that much. I mean, your it's fries are healthy good, as yeah, well. Those are very healthy. You get the garlic in there. Cheese, yeah. but it's like a it's like a fry salad, really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, people load the chili <laughs> and all different kinds of stuff on the fries there, man. Oh yeah, that is so so good. I love it. Um, so can you tell everybody a little bit about your business, what it's called, how you came to be a food truck operator? So my name's Shane Miller and uh I started this journey probably about six to eight years ago, maybe. Uh I had a life-changing surgery, like it really opened my eyes to stuff, but uh, I had some tumors removed out of my spine, and it was like benign tumors, but it was in a special spot where if they got any bigger or they weren't attended to, I might have been able to lose the use of my legs, so it was really scary for me, and the way we got told was even scarier because like I was having problems with my lungs, I think I had pneumonia. Oh, wow. And then uh, ended up going into the hospital. And um, they were like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, check me out. Here's this. Took some x-rays and all that kind of stuff. And then we sent us home. You're okay. Take these pills, right? If it doesn't stop, come back. Yeah. Well, we get a phone call about one thirty that night, and it's the special surgeon or whatever. And he's like, yeah, Mr. Miller, we need you to come back in because we found tumors. And then I was a sm- cigarette smoker at that time, right? So oh. you hear the word tumors. I was smoking. Like, you know, it's, ah, I'm dying, right? Like, yeah. It was, but yeah, we made it through that, and I had to make a choice, like, to continue in the construction and to become a carpenter, which what I was trying to be, but they've cut through some nerves and some cartilage in my ribs, and I had, like, a tube through a hole, like, almost like a bullet hole, it feels like, oh, through my wow. side of my rib cage here, where the one other tube was. Yeah. And things aren't the same, trying to lift overhead and stuff like that now, and yeah. so I had to make it choice, and then it was, like, so starting to heal up, and it came crunch time to where, like, what are you going to do, and... At that time, there was a need for somebody to help cook for the programs or do the programs, like cook for the band programs and stuff like that. So that's where I started out. I said, okay, well, yeah, let's do this. So I started out doing that, and it that led to an entrepreneurship contest. So uh, first time I entered the entrepreneurship contest from Community Futures, um, I didn't even make it to the second round or anything, I don't think, that time, and... But I didn't know nothing about business. I didn't know anything. So it was like, You just okay. jumped in. Yeah, I went in and said, this is my idea. But like, you know, then when it came down to getting like your marketing, your cash plan, sales projections, like all these things, it was, I didn't Super know about. technical. Yeah. yeah. And like, again, some of the other markets you could turn to maybe some past uh, statistics about, you know, there's so many people drink this Pepsi here. Or, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. when you're talking Bannock and Indigenous foods, there's not really too many places you can turn to or like, you know, for Indian tacos, like in our region, like how many people eat Indian tacos? To know the market of that. Yeah, to try to guess, well, I think this many people. (laughs) So it was like, it was, it was a failure. And then. My thing is though, it's like, who doesn't love Indian tacos though? Yeah. (laughs) Once we get them out there, like, you know, we're starting to get, get them out there to people. A lot of people are doing a lot of catering around Vernon, which, uh, like, like for school boards, companies, stuff like that. Like, yeah. You know, so it's starting to get out there. But I was saying, like, it, we were, I went into that contest, and then I'm like, okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm not satisfied with just losing. I know I have an idea. So then it was like someone's like, well, you know, oh, no, that time, I then I went, 
set up at the ballpark. Yeah. I don't know if you remember me when I was set up at Six Mile Ballpark. I had the taco stand. And yeah. We, that was after the pizza the pizza joint closed on West Side Road. We had no yeah. food. So that summer, I set up the tent, and I just kind of had, like, a roadside taco stand. And we did pretty good. I had people driving from, like, Falkland because they heard about the bacon and egg or whatever, yeah. right? And so we did good. And then someone was like, well, why don't you try your your hand at the farmer's market? So I'm like, okay. So we started selling Bannock at the farmer's market, and we were received really well. Like, it went pretty good. Awesome. That's quite the lively um, environment there, too. Like, you know, you think of old-timey farmer's markets, and you think back to, like, the pilgrimy days where people just kind of sauntered around, and then you look at farmer's markets now. It, I swear they are busier than the grocery store. Oh, yeah, they're vibrant, man. They're, yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. Like, you meet a lot of cool people. They have a lot of cool things to offer, different produce, you know, arts and crafts. So. It's a pretty yeah. cool environment. I really enjoyed being at the farmer's market. That's awesome. That's awesome. I really love that. Um, what inspired you to get into the food truck business? Um, like, where did that inspiration start? So I knew by, like, you can call it the trial run that the summer, yeah. working on the reserve ballpark with the taco stand. I knew I had a good idea, and I knew that I could make something work. Yeah. So we started in the farmer's market. I think I did a year in that, and then I wanted to take another shot at the community futures t- thing again. So I'm like, man, like, you know, some of the, I don't know if you want to call them stipulations or whatever, the criteria for the contest is like, you know, bring something new or revive another mm-hmm. industry or something like that. And I really figured I had a good idea. Like, we don't have no indigenous foods in the no. city, right? Like, we've never been part of building of the mun- municipality foundation, right? So I'm like, well, yeah. you know, but... Time to indigenize yeah, the farmer's so market. We entered, man. So then I come back loaded, man. I come back with guns fired. Like, you know, I had a great presentation. I made it to the finals. Like, nice. you know, my numbers were correct, right? Like, and then, bam, no, uh, I was fourth. And I, I was hey, deflated, man. That's okay, though, because, like, from going from the first try where you didn't make it into the next round and then just having that tenacity and that drive to go in there and do it again. And then even though you ended up fourth, it didn't stop you. Like, you're still going. Well, it it comes down to, like, I'm not a quitter, so run for that. Like, you know, don't, like, quit. I always tell my kid, Millers, don't quit, you know. No matter what, if you lose or it's not, you're not the best, like, we don't quit. We finish it. You can say you've done it, right? Mm -hmm. But it was like, yeah, we come in fourth, and I just... I was deflated. Like, I won't lie. I was like, man, like, what do I need to do to say, like, this is a great idea? And then one of the feed, like, I was trying to get kind of like a cafe style. Like, I, that's kind of what I wanted. But one of the feedbacks from the judges was like, you probably do, you know, I see you better as a food truck or whatever. And I kind of, yeah, yeah, whatever. I didn't really like that idea at that time. I was kind of stubborn. And I want, this is the way I will see it, right? Yeah. But uh, after some, you know, consultation with the wife and she kicked me in the butt said get off your ass and pick up your lip and you know wives are good at that you know this ain't you (laughs) what are you gonna do about it now right we've done this you've lost what are you gonna do now yeah so I carried on at the farmer's market and it picked up some pretty good steam and then I think we did about a year or two at the farmer's market then I was like well you know started finding about these other places where you know, indigenous people can may have a better chance of getting a loan if you don't have equity and stuff like this, right? So yeah, I was like, well, you know, it doesn't hurt. Let's try, right? So I, you know, 
uh, applied for some information package and some applications, and then uh, I sent it off. It was like a $300 application, and I'm just like, well, you know, here goes $300, but, you know, we tried, right? We're going to flip this. Yeah, but, like, I'm like, here goes 300 like, to the applications. Like, I'm just going to get denied, right? So I'm just like, but she's like, just never mind, you know, don't be negative right off the bat. So I'm just like, okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I stuck it out at the farmer's market for a while. And then uh, one day, oh, so, but I got to tell about filling out the application. So what yeah. I was unbeknownst to me because, you know, I was just slowly getting into the the business stuff. Well, I didn't realize that I already had a great business plan, business model, and I had some marketing stuff. Like, I've been doing for a couple of years, but I never really understood that at the time. Like, okay, they're like, well, you know, so then, like, when I, you know, inquiring to get all these stuff together, like marketing sales stuff, everyone's like, well, what you got from the market? Well, I'm like, oh, okay. Then it all started clicking, right? Okay, I get this now. Okay. And then from there, it was like, okay. So then filled it all out. I said, here, this is what I'm making already. So it wasn't even uh, projection sales. Like, here's my already sales from the two days a week I do at the farmer's market. So then um, you had something yeah, to build Yeah, I had off something of. concrete to say, hey, look, you know, this is what I'm already getting, and I think if I can get a food truck, I can get a little bit more with this. And Yeah. So then that worked out. Well, I come home one day, and I, I don't know, I was probably pouting around still, but uh, <laughs> I got a phone call, and they said, Shane, uh, we're going to work with you and help you. And then that was, like, right on. Like, and then it's got been the wind in your sails again. To the races then, right? You know what I mean? It's been... yeah. And we're we're here now, right? Like I know, I see that. I see that all the time. You guys are always busy over there. That's wicked. Yeah, like I do weekends on the weekend, or like through the winter time, just to try to create a little more demand, right? Like yeah. But yeah, we're trying. Summertime it gets pretty hopping. We have a few different locations we go visit, right? So right on. What locations are? Uh, what where where are the locations that people can find you at? Well. Most often. Like yeah, most often, like I go to Enderby, Winfield, and West Bank, but uh. Gas prices are pretty high right now, and so I'm kind of, you know, 50-50 if I really want to travel. Yeah. But I, I, you know, make a few people do hire me to come to their places sometimes, so that's what I do. Like, So it's been a pretty cool adventure. Like, I've got to go out of town even, like, hired by other reserves to come cater for their people. Like, yeah. in the time of COVID, it was cool, you know, like, reserves are on lockdown, all they could offer couldn't have you know family gatherings and uh mm-hmm. family community feasts and stuff like that and i got to go up and serve indian tacos uh takeout style right covid friendly right yeah. it was awesome like like we've got to do some pretty cool stuff that's awesome i know everybody I, I love seeing everyone's posts like after they visit your places like even my friends in town that aren't on the res too like when they go out and visit your spot and i see them post it it just makes me so happy yeah i, I <laughs> me too like like I was saying, like the, what I was sent you that thing there, it's like get those, get so much positive. Yeah. So much positive energy, man. It's like, so crazy. Do you I want me to read that out right yeah, now? Sure, yeah, 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 for sure. We'll do that. Um, do, do, do. Let's go here. It's like you get so much positive energy from people you don't know. And it's yeah. at first, like, I didn't know how to handle it. Like, mm-hmm. like you got to understand coming from a place where I come from, negativity and a little bit of chaos and drama, like, that was life, yeah. right? And then when it's flipped 180 to positive and it's crazy, it's get overwhelming, it 
when you're not ready for it. Yeah. And that's like when we first started out and like you're saying, the, all the people are like, oh my God, like, you know what I mean? Coming up, this is great. And getting messages, like <laughs> start falling <laughs> to the wife. Like I can't handle, I'm not used to this. Like this is, it's a. It's like a, a I call it's a this high. A, yeah. It's a high. I call it a dump load of blessings. Yeah, because it's man, like, it's there's a, almost so many that you can't keep track and keep yeah, up with it's, it. It's like a positive <laughs> high that it's just overwhelming. And it's just like it. If I could share it with anybody going yeah. through a hard time, like I wish I could share that feeling. You know what I mean? But you, but you did though. Um, with the like you were inviting um artists and other entrepreneurs out to the Miller Market over the summer. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Had fun we doing we tried that. to we tried to do that. Yeah, you come. Uh, Cody came. Uh, we got Les, uh, Bonnie. He's got some wicked salsa. Yeah, oh man, that salsa is great. Our partner best there and. Uh, it's a uh, what is it? Sensational salsa, I think he calls it. I'm pretty sure. Sensational yeah. salsa, yeah, it's super, Les super Marshall. good. Good salsa. Heck yeah! Um, I'm gonna read that thing that you sent me okay. here. Uh, okay, so it goes. Um, this is the one that you sent. It is. Oh, hold on, I gotta scroll. Okay, there. Um, hello, Shane. I just wanted to reach out to you. We've been building our. Uh, We've been building for the last year out in West Shore. I've been following your posts for the prior year, uh, for the year prior. I've been impressed with how you present your food, how clean your workspace appears in pictures, and your determination and promote uh, in promoting yourself. Um, we've been in Victoria over the winter, but look forward to meeting you personally and supporting your business come spring. That's so cool. No, no, that, 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 like just reading that, like. You know, it gives me a sense of You're like I'm on the right eyed. path. Yeah, man. Like it's so. <laughs> I love it's that. It's crazy. Shane. Like it's like you hear that. Like the dude don't even know me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, like just crazy. I get I get goosebumps with that kind of stuff too because um, it does. It's like you know what? It's not just validation, but it's just like it's like you get to tick something off of your bucket list and just be like, wow, like I'm doing it. You know? Well, it it. it, I, it it's the validation, the validation part, because then yeah. I know what I'm doing is right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was no one that ever messaged me and said, hey, Shane, I love boozing and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got the, what did you do last night? You you were so drunk. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so well, that's like, the, like I said, that's a total 180 from what, you know, what you, what you used to do. You know what I mean? Like. How many people do you get that come by um, for their sobering up bannock? Because, you know, nothing treats... Uh, oh, nothing the, bro the bros, and you know, they all still come by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> different times of day and different uh, attitudes, I guess you yeah. could say. But, yeah, no. It's good, though, because it's like you get to keep an eye on them, making sure they're fed. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the first thing. I look at them. Here, have some bannock and fill that tummy up, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, and you know what? That's, that's one thing... Um, that I've been noticing is like the impact that you've had on our community. Um, you've got another, uh, another note here too. Um, here, let's talk this one here. Um, so congratulations, continued prosperity and all the best to you this coming year. Um, and yeah, um, a fellow foodie and fan in waiting. So yeah, like this is so cool. It's like, you've got fans from all that's over. That's what I mean. Like, so <laughs> like it's, uh, it's awesome to watch grow. Like, yeah. you know, the purpose behind it is to build a foundation that maybe something my children will want to grow even bigger. Yeah. You know, or maybe I can grow it big for, like, you know, whatever it may be. That, like, my grandchildren, like, you know. Yeah. It's about building a family foundation. Like, 
you yeah. know. Something that lasts. Yeah, well, something we can yeah. all be proud of, something that generates money for the family, something like, you know, that can give us all a little bit of reprieve. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not have to live paycheck to paycheck or mm-hmm. not as bad, a little bit, little bit more relaxed. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to strike it rich or whatever, but as long as we can live comfortably. And you want to you wanna do something you're proud of and that you're happy to yeah. do. and like get up every day and not smile and not, you know, have to, oh, putting on work boots, I got to go. Got to go make good money for somebody else. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, you know, be, you know, replaced in a dime type kind of deal, right? Yeah, it's it's really good not having Mental health-wise, too, yeah. Like, it's so much. You're not always, you know, coming home, and I don't come home and unload my work day on my wife or anything like that, right? You know what I mean? It's... She said, how was your day? I'm like, it was great. Like, you know, I was filming down. Six customers come and said, thank you for being a business or your, whatever it might be. Thank you. Your tacos are awesome. Like, how yeah. can a guy stay negative when so much positive is getting thrown back at you? Like, that's oh heck yeah, crazy, man. One thing I really want to try on your menu is your barbecue chicken. That, oh. when you posted that the other day, I was like, holy crap. I yeah, need to go get one. me some so, of that. Yeah, we smoked that one. Smoked barbecue chicken. It nice. went pretty good, yeah. Right on. Um, here's my next question is, what is your favorite thing to make on your menu? Well, it's my favorite thing to make because <laughs> it's my favorite thing to eat. But the spaghetti, I like to make my spaghetti. And, yeah. But that hasn't caught on yet. Okay. In the food truck sense. But, yeah. like, you know, the, if I'd say, like, the, the, the most thing that people come back yep. and, you know, give praise about is the Bannock Burger. Like, oh, the taco's yeah. right there, too, but yep. the Bannock Burger has taken over for, like, probably my main meal. Like that thing main, is a monster, too. Oh, like, you don't come hungry and leave full, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 100%. That's what that burger's all about. Yeah, I know. And it definitely shows, too. Um, I can't remember whose burger it was that I saw that, and I was just like... It would take me two days to eat that thing. Like, I hope that, um, what's his name from that guy's, the grocery, or not the grocery man, but the, the dude that goes and he tries food all over oh, the yeah, place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he was I out at the jam. A few people are talked about that. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's, I like, you know, we got to get him to come and see you. Yeah. I bet you he's never, ever had an Indian taco. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. Like, when I worked the farmer's market, I'm going to say... 40 to 50 percent of people maybe even a touch higher didn't know what fry bread was oh my goodness were they living under a rock well you know (laughs) and i you know and i got i'd be i'd be like well so so you're a new canadian then no i've lived here all my life i'm just like what like (laughs) i don't know maybe i'm wrong but like when i think of non-indigenous i think the bare minimum yeah. They, they, I think they would know is Bannock is linked to First Nations. Like, and because yeah. that's, that's uh, all the way across Canada. Like, fry bread, Bannock, whatever, right? Like, you yeah. know, it's all, and there's indigenous all across Canada. Yeah. So, like, that's the one thing I thought, yeah. you know, but when, I was wrong. I, like, yeah. it surprised one thing, me. One thing that bothers me is, like, I know some, like, I had this indigenous, because I was making, I was making fry bread the other night and I posted it to my Instagram and I had this person um who was indigenous but they were like you know indian or uh you know fry bread and bannock isn't indigenous right and i was just like 
Well, it is though, because it was a food that it was like a ration food where we were given so many things to ration off of when we were put onto a reserve that that's what we survived on. So yes, it is an indigenous food. Well, yeah, like it may not be. It's not idea. like it might have been our idea, but yeah. we, it's a modern contemporary dish that yes. evolves through hundreds of years or through like, survival yeah, too. Yeah, that like you know trappers used to use it like that. Yeah. That's like the most people who knew about it. You know, were the, the tie between like some of the younger generations, yours, mine, and then the yeah. older generations because they knew it. Like the baking soda way, like I do the yeast way, yeah. but the other way, you could throw it in a bag, uh, mix it with water later down the road and cook it over a campfire, right? Yeah. And then, you know, that's what, like you were saying, we lived off it. That was, you know. Yeah. It but, was a it was a survival food, a staple. Um, those were staple ingredients in almost every household on the mm-hmm. res um, in those hard times, right? So, yeah. yeah, of course. And it is. It's soul food. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 It is so good. Um, what is the next one I have? Oh, here we go. I love this. I'm excited to ask you this one. Who cooks at home? You or Danny? I do. Yeah? Yeah. Just mainly because I'm home more. Or yeah. Like, right now, summertime, probably more her because yeah. I'll be working a food truck a little later, right? Yeah. And then she's home with the kids, but through the wintertime and stuff, I'll do more of the cooking. Yeah. And not because I'm a better cook, it just... You know, That's how it goes. Well, yeah, it's part of my job. I'm home. The I might as well cook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I then know. when they get sick of having spaghetti four times a week, then she'll cook, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spaghetti again. <laughs> Ryan, honestly, he would be at your house every day if he knew how much you cook spaghetti. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the kids are, it's either make make a hangover soup, hamburger soup, or make spaghetti, right? It's like Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, let's see here too. Um Oh, I asked you that. Okay, so, and and this is actually good because this was a question that I was going to ask you, but you kind of, you touched on it already. And it was, um, how was the process of starting your business? And then you told us about your food competitions and then learning like all of the technical stuff through that process. Um, so it sounded like you had to jump through a lot of loops to well, get to where you are. Like when you hear like roadblocks for First Nations and stuff like that from other institutions, because, you know, oh, like, I never really thought nothing of it. Well, you know, times have changed, and, you know, it shouldn't be like that. Well, so I had a pretty good business plan, like, uh, all that stuff when I lost the second time. Yeah. So I figured, well, I'm in Vernon. I'll go down to Community Futures, and, you know, they had a loan place, and, you know, here's everything. Like, wow. And then I didn't even, like, they sat down, and, well, you got to go to Canloops to the Indigenous one. And then, yeah, right, right <laughs> off the bat. Like, you know what I mean? Right off the bat. Like, how discouraging is that? Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, we can do it for everybody else, but you got to go, you know, apply in the indigenous one in Kamloops. So it's like, and then that's when I started looking into, like, my cousin, he owns a logging company and stuff like that, and he was telling me where he went. And so I started looking at one once, and I just said, well, you know, here yeah. we go, right? Like. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. This is the one. It's an indigenous one. I don't have to worry. Like people more open to help. Like yeah. you know what I mean. So just like okay, it was probably best that happened. You know what I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's awesome. Um, so I uh, I love this question as well. Um, you know, motivation is such a huge thing. Um, for everybody in their daily life, like we all struggle with motivation especially this time of year so um 
Where do you find the motivation? Because you're not, places. It's, you don't own just one business. You, it's, it's, it's different. Like, uh, I'm linked in to the other business. So yeah. for the viewers or listeners, it's a Hazy Valley dispensary on West Side Road. So we're kind of partnered up because... Because everybody else has the same business plan out there, yeah. right? So, we, you know, when when we were down in the six-mile area, yep. I told them, like, this is what my goal is. I'm going to food truck. And I think, you know, I don't want to have to – I didn't want to travel all around, right? Like, I'd rather stay at close to home, right? And it yeah. makes dispensary. And what a lot of people don't understand with the amount – with the dispensaries all set up on the reserve is that it's created a little economic bubble yeah. where it can sustain one or two – food vendors like we got on the way yeah. um what's that one way down at jane and them's is uh, that the res truck the res store res yeah. stop yeah you know you got me right and then yeah. you know so you know it's like and then the the joe's now um oh yeah i got yeah joe they, yeah uh yeah icy joe's, oh, I think icy that, joe's yeah yeah now. yeah so okay. it's so awesome right like so you know it's like on one hand you know the people look at it, oh, oh, look at all the pot shops. But on the other hand, it's created opportunities for a lot of our members. So, oh, 100%. Like, you know, that's that's motivation there. It's just like, yeah. you know, like, wow, like, let's show other yeah. members, like, okay, how can we capitalize on this? Like, you know, mm-hmm. let's not try to pick it apart. Yeah. Right? It's here. Yeah. You know, it's happening. Yeah. You know. I liked that post that you made. Um, was that today? Uh, I think I literally saw it like as I was getting into my truck because I was like, you know, I sit in my truck for like five minutes before I go anywhere and I put my music on, I text 10 people, um, do all that stuff. And I saw your post about um, some other dispensary owner trying to give you crap or something. Yeah, well. That's so uh, stupid. Like who who would rather go shop at um, a place in town where everything is so super like, I don't know. Like I've 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 bought from places in town, and it was not that great, it's, and it's crazy expensive. For me, it's like don't hate the players, hate yeah. the game, man. Like we didn't, I didn't make the rules. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you know, and it's to me, I think it's part of reconciliation that the government stays away and lets us do what we do. Like, one hundred percent. Like, you know. We're not going to get land back, so what are other ways? No, we have to buy our land yeah. back for 200% like, more than what they got it for. I was listening to something the other <laughs> night there, and it was like, you know, well, never. Like, it's so entangled into the world economy. Yeah. You know, so, like, what are other ways? Like, we can't just sit back and, you know, how do we capitalize? So, like, that's what I wish our leadership would take a look at is, okay, mm-hmm. these are here. Yeah. How do we capitalize on it? How do we get the tourism dollars out of it? How do mm-hmm. we get, you know, the business dollars out yeah. of it? Like in the, I don't, I don't see nothing like that happening. Well, right? Like, you know what? Like the Okanagan is booming for so many things right now. Tourism, like that's one thing that kind of worries me is like, like our taxes and like the inflation of everything that will come with the heightened uh, tourism, because I know things are going to be opening up again here very soon. Like you're going to have a very busy summer. I'm hoping that's yeah. what we're hoping. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, for for everybody else too, like you know, it, it makes the costs of homes more expensive. Like the um, you know, overhead for other businesses that are renting spaces and whatnot too. Like I know a lot of people are sweating bullets about that. Um, but the Okanagan is booming in the film industry right now, and uh, like we actually had a movie being filmed. Out on OKIB, was that last year or the year before? I can't remember when, but yeah, there's so many different industries that... Yeah. How do you, you know, we're not, we don't, 
we don't have that one big ticket thing to pull us out of poverty. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. How do you get off, you know, the government funding? Like, you know, like we have to look at. We have to be self-sustainable. You know, I think at one time agriculture and the cattle yeah. must have been it, right? Look at all the old farms, you know, mm-hmm. like our grandparents' and their grandpa- their parents', right? But yeah. that's gone away now. Like they're slowly Very dying. Very select few. So now, now where do we aim? You know, like yeah. wh- what do we do? Like we have to do something. Like Tourism, you know, travel. Everybody else around us is... Yeah. I don't want to say flourishing, but like they're growing. Yeah. Like, like, like you got to jump on board. Yeah. Like, well, what are we yeah. doing growing? Like, I, like I see in one post, like, you know, don't ask your people to get educated if you don't have nothing for them to come back to. Right. Don't yeah. send them to college. Don't send like and say, well, get back and sorry. Like, you know, yeah, we don't have housing. Sorry. There's you're too overqualified for the band job or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I saw this. Um, I saw this other thing, too. It was kind of along those lines. And it was saying, um, you know, like you have to give kids something to live for and something to look forward to. And you want them to take a look around and want to be involved in their community and want to do good for their community and stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. a lot of kids, I find that they, they either get so comfortable that they just want to stay there, which is totally fine. I'm one of those kids. I don't want to leave the res. I'm like you, I'd rather work from I, I my location. Yeah. Be <laughs> who we're supposed to be. Yeah. Like that's what somebody told me one time. Well, why don't, you know, his other first nations buddy, Lives off the reserve, bought a house, you know, did yeah. all that. And I said, yeah, but, like, why can't I just be on the reserve or be on what's supposed to be our, my territory yeah. and be me and practice my culture and ceremony? And, like, he, did, he didn't really understand it. And, you yeah. know, I said, like, you know, we're able, allowed to be us, yeah. like, you know. I love I love that too because there there's no right or wrong answer. Like if there's people who want to go off reserve and explore that, absolutely, like go for it. But don't shame the people who want to stay home and contribute to yeah, the and make res. their home a better place. Yeah, like, a lot of people do leave I, and then come oh, back yeah. to do that too. Yeah, because yeah. they realize, you know, when yeah. you go out on a block, say like we're you know here, yeah, you know, it's not like. At on the where block you are now, house. yeah, you could run down and you get <laughs> safety at grandma's or safety at cousins or safety at someone you know's house, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's why I like reserve. It's the community. It's the spirit. It's you know, yeah, it's home. The beauty of it. Walking up Blacktown, looking over, looking the lake, right? Like, yeah, it's so or across the lake, looking the other way, looking back at all the homes, like that. You know, it is. It's so peaceful. Blacktown is. I have a spot at Blacktown that I love to go, and it's. It's my, it's like my picnic spot. I take the kids up there. I hang out with just them and by myself too. Like I feel safe there. I feel safe because I'm at home and you know, I know there's going to be cousins rolling by on quads or side by side soon anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is like, I do, I feel a very, you know, everybody, it's community. Of, like if, yeah. if, even though we may not talk directly, indirectly all the time, but you know, like, you know, something never happened, emergency situations, our neighbors are there, right? Like, yeah, 100%. You know, that's awesome. Um, actually, I want to uh, I want to jump in on this one now, um, and this is this is huge because this is this month February is very monumental for you. Um, for me, like officially restarting my path to sobriety. Um, you know, I told myself back when I was like my thirtieth birthday, that's gonna be like that's my last hoorah. And no, I was drinking on New Year's Eve, and I had a I had a mimosa at a photo shoot, and then that was when I was like, okay, I gotta cap this. Like, I give in to temptation so easily just because I'm like, oh, one won't hurt. 
But the truth is, is that my body just can't handle it. And honestly, I know there's so many people going through it and you went through this in your life as well. Like I want, I want to know more about your journey into sobriety because that is something that we need, we need to talk more about, um, on our, in our community. We have a lot of people like my age, your age, who are really cleaning up their life. Yeah. 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 There is a lot of people and, uh, it's a it's a long story. I hope you got like ten episodes though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Share like away. The mic is yours. You know, when you come from growing up the way I did, alcohol was normal. Like everything was normalized. Like you, like you know, you go to work. You know, it's okay to have a couple of drinks after work. You go, you know, you work to the weekend. It's okay to party on the weekend. It wasn't, you know, maybe not all the time, but like that was the norm basically, right? Like yeah. You know, everybody got Pizza Hut on Friday, you know, and the adults come over and all the cousins get to play together, right? Like that was growing up. And uh, it was more of a social thing. Yeah. But like, I took it to another level. Like, I, I, uh, I accumulated some trauma and some hurts and pains growing up, and uh, I found comfort in drugs i found comfort in alcohol like uh you know it allowed me to not be me i guess you know free and yourself from yeah the like mental just, prison yeah like just the i don't know the the pain you can't see like you know what i mean it's hard mm-hmm. to explain like everyone been through it will understand like yeah it's a pain you know it's there it's you know you grew up fatherless like i carried that for years you know my mom did the best she did, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot, I've got to think about this last year, like, last couple of years, you know. Yeah. Like, when I started my sobriety, I figured out why I was so angry, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was angry. All my anger was directed towards my mom and the way I was brought up and my dad, who I never met, and, you know, and, I guess I could use that as an excuse to get to the where I was, but, you know, as I matured and I got older and now, like, with the more and more of the residential schools stuff, like, you know, now I realize I needed to, I was directed all my stuff, my anger was wrong, and, like, I feel, like, you know, I, all that anger I directed at my mom, it wasn't her fault, yeah. you know what I mean? It This is all caused by the residential schools, like, for many of us, or, mm-hmm. you know, the trickle down. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like you, abuse, you don't get trauma. taught to be a parent. You don't teach, you know, you don't get taught to love. Then you don't pass it on if you don't know how, right? You don't like, get to experience and, those monumental know, things. Unfortunately, as a child. like my mom went through some stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, because my grandma's a survivor of the residential school, like you might have seen her on the news a couple of times there. She spoke about her experiences and mm-hmm. there was a couple of TikTok things going around. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, like it was hard to come to terms with and I think that's part of the healing like yeah like you know I forgave my mom like I had to do things like that I was at a point you know so I quit drinking for two years but I'm still angered yeah right like what do you do then you start figuring out well okay you know we was first nations we've been done over by the residential schools and like okay you know can't direct that anger at her so then you gotta mm-hmm. what do you do with that anger yeah right so I had to start talking to you know counselors to 
deal with that anger. Yeah. And it's just, uh, ever since I started doing that, man, like, I can't believe how better it's gotten. Like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, like... Doors start opening, like, things things change when you start healing, like, I don't know, I don't know why. Like, you, you, know, you look start like, putting little puzzle pieces back together. Yeah, well, you start putting yourself together, then you start, you know, finding a purpose, okay, like, you know, the cooking came along, and then mm-hmm. the food truck, and now I feel like I got a purpose, like, I got good food, to, yeah. right, and like, and it's all... Like, you know, I'm nine years into it, and it's it's all evolving. Like I said, like, yeah. you know, the first couple of years, I was mad and angry at my mom. And, like, why me? Like, most of my life was, why me? Like, why did this happen to me? Like, why didn't I get to be my father? Mm-hmm. You know, why did my mother do what she did and be the way she was, right? Like, yeah. Like, at, here's a story. Like, at 19, you know, I thought I knew where I was pretty much in my life. At 19 years old, I went into the barrier bank Mm -hmm. and i just got a check i started working at the mill there and then the bank teller like eyes me up and down and i'm just like oh my god she's gonna not cash my check for some reason right yeah and she's like shane shane miller i'm like yeah she's like oh my god we just about adopted you and i'm just like what oh and i don't didn't know this lady right here you are thinking you're getting profiled but really yeah so like (laughs) You know, all these things started accumulating, like, like where was I was a kid and, like, yeah. you know, and all the stuff that happened when I was there, like, you know, what my, you know, it was like, it all accumulated and yeah. it put me in that place where drugs and alcohol would only take me away from it, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, at 19, I also met my father's side of the family, too. So, like, I had some significant things that kind of kept me on the straight and narrow through my life, which I... Yeah paid tribute to like uh when i lived in merit you know the first nations there brought me back to more of like because i came from more city life right i never did the reserve life like till i was like 14 yeah right so i was city life when i moved to merit then i started hanging around the first nations there then i got me into sports and then next you know i was going to their school and stuff like that and like got me back into culture like yeah so that was kind of pulled me back onto the right path right yeah but then you know alcohol kind of took over when you got a little bit older at 19 and hanging out uh, yeah other stuff yeah but then i had a chance like by miracle my one of my aunties for dad's wife said uh she knew, like, I finally figured out, my mom finally told me who my dad was. Yeah. So um, they're, like, from Vernon. And I didn't know, at that time, I didn't know nobody from Vernon. And yeah, my auntie said, well, my mom knows your grandma, or mm-hmm. like, my dad's mom. So it seemed like within, like, weeks or a week or so, it was like, bam, oh, what? They want to meet you, and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, you know, that was a life-changing event right there, too, man. Yeah. Like, so that, you know, was crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. You know what? It's, I, uh, have you ever heard of Dr. Gabor Mate? No. No? Um, I know uh, my mom kind of got me into learning from him. And he did this this workshop and it was um, the wisdom of trauma. How we become wise because of our traumas, our experiences, um, especially the most negative ones that we've experienced in our life makes us like healers, people who are very empathetic to other people, um, people who are very kind and understanding. 
and um, and how we carry those hurt things in our body physically. So like um, like people can develop actual illnesses from traumas in their life. And, and it's, and it's crazy too. Um, like, you know, I've, and, and I also follow along with, uh, Louise L. Hay and she has this book on like how to heal your body from A to Z. And it's crazy. Cause I looked up all of my symptoms of what I had been going on in my life. And it was crazy, um, to see what these things were being caused by, because I experienced arthritis in my hands and I found out it was because I want to hurt people. <laughs> and, and, you know, I did have that nickname, Debbie Dukes. Hey. And hockey, I was the goon. Um, but, and it made sense, though, because um, certain traumas in my life as a young kid, um, I learned I had to defend myself because nobody else was going to have my back but me. And that brought on a lot of anger and frustration and hurt as well. So like I, I encourage everybody, like if you have certain health problems going on, look up the book, Louise L. Hay, heal yourself from A to Z, because there's going to be things in there that'll blow your mind. Like if you have like lower back pain, mid back pain, upper back pain, like it, there's like financial stress and worry, or there's, um, there's certain things, you know, like, and, and it's actually crazy how correlated it is. Um, and when I think of uh, certain traumas that Indigenous people have gone through where a lot of us share certain symptoms of illnesses, you know, it's got to be tied into those traumas oh. that are in our DNA. Yeah, of. yeah, definitely. And, like, yeah. I believe, you know, it's kind of like you're saying there, like, you know, energy like you know we're positive negative negative energy flows through our bodies right like yeah. so you know when you're thinking negative stuff all the time mm-hmm. you can probably attract the negative things and i think 100 percent. i'm thinking that's why maybe where these tumors manifested from like you Carrying know I carried all the anger the negative yeah. like the confusion like all that stuff right like i don't know if i find that book theory. i'll i'll take but a look through it and i'll look in up i'll look that up for you i do believe that i do believe in that now like one thing like I made nine years into it, and one thing I kind of, like, not really, because I've do been trying to do stuff to uh, be able to find coping skills, but, like, not going through treatment or mm-hmm. trauma yeah. treatment, like, you know, there's one thing I kind of wish I maybe, mm-hmm. um, things I might look still look into doing, like, yeah. you know, just to... It's never too late. To, yeah, because there's a lot more tools in the toolbox that I could use, like, you'd learn yeah. and stuff, right? And yeah. And still, yeah, I mean, I th- like I said, I think you're always evolving in your sobriety, and I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I think you're always trying to heal, right? Like, one hundred percent. So, um, my next question for you, Shane, is um, how how does it feel to be sober? I want to hear all the differences that you started noticing. Start from day day one. Like, did you go through withdrawals? Did you have like did, did you pick, did you drop one habit and then pick up another one to get through? Like, cause I know for me, I had to pick, I was like eating sunflower seeds like crazy when I quit smoking cigarettes. Um, cause I, it was like, I had to swap sweets. one thing out. Sweets was a big one when you quit drinking. Yeah. For me it was like, cause you get so used to the sugar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But being sober has been good. Like, I don't know. I can't emphasize on how much better life's been like for us. Like me and the wife like to say that, uh, Life had, didn't really begin until we sobered up. Like, 
That's beautiful. That seriously, like you know, just the chaos is gone, the drama's gone, right? Like, you don't feel like you're wasting a day away. Yeah, and I, I don't feel like we're wasting anything anymore. Like our family's strong and united, and yeah, you know, you can feel the difference between a healthy path and a negative, or a healthy path and a non-healthy path. Like, and yeah. when you know both sides of both both sides of the coin, mm-hmm. then it's kind of hard to go back. Like, yeah. this path is a way better path than the one we were on. And financially, too. I bet, like, well, saving a yeah, ton of money. Well, yeah, that, especially that, right? Like, you yeah. know, family trips now. Like, you know, places, like, we probably would have never done before, right? Because it would have been, oh, we're going to stay home, drink this weekend. Stay home, drink Some this nice weekend. Some nice powwow bling. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> life's been way better. Like, yeah. and just and just to see it in our children. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, man, you can see in some children... That, you know, like, man, you can just see their spirits, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, their when they're not, care yeah, of yeah, when they're taking care of them when they're not, right? It's just like, oh, my God, like, you know? Yeah. Sucks. Because that's, it's a catch-22 because it opens your eyes up to everything else that's wrong going around you, mm-hmm. right? And then you just think, well, that was us. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and you can't, you know. You don't judge. judge. Yeah. yeah, you can't judge and you can't belittle and you just hope one day, okay, well, you know, we found our way, yeah. you know. Like, I don't go around and, like, I, I even find it hard to use the word sobriety because I do smoke dope. So, if you want to get no technical. Shame in that. that's, I know, but if you want to get technical, yeah. you know, right? But you I've know. heard that that's called California sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, at, you know, like... You know, going to get technical and I'll argue the point medicine, right? Like, yeah. you know, I've suffered so many traumas. I don't want to take psychological pills or whatever, yeah. right? I'd rather just smoke a joint. Okay, life's better. I'm the what do I need way, to get done? Like, I have right? an addictive personality. And mm-hmm. even when I had to, like, I broke my tailbone and I had to take Oxycontin. Oh. And that really messed me up. Oh. And I, I remember being like, I cannot take any of I'll, this. I'll tell you one. So... So I sobered, I think, I was, yeah, I was sobered up, but so I went in for that major surgery, right? Yeah. So they pretty much ripped open my rib cage and cut me in half and cut through all Jeez. tendons and nerves and stuff. And so I was on the hydromorphines. Jeez. And like, they gave me lots because of my condition, right? Yeah. So I, I was on that for a good six months, eight months. And then they started slowly. So you weren't being, even on this planet, technically. Yeah, well, like, well, like <laughs> so... I had an epidural, man. So like I, I oh, when I've they took when they took it out, like, <laughs> but like I, they had it in because I was, yeah. uh, so I could breathe, right? Yeah. And that was different. Jeez. Like when they first took out my epidural, I I woke up and I couldn't move, and I, yeah. And then when I went to bed, the the ringer for the nurse was on the other side of where I couldn't reach, so I was <laughs> oh, laying there. No. I started crying. And then the, the elderly lady beside me, good, great, thank you, Lord, that she was awake. And she kind of peeked her head over, are you okay? And I said, I can't move. Right? Oh, they, no. They took this out, and like, I was having trouble breathing, man. It was crazy. But, yeah, yeah. they pop you, give you, come in and shoot something in your IV. And then, oh, hey, I can breathe again. <laughs> right? I'm good. <laughs> right? Like, there's. Yeah, but those yeah, epidurals, I, they noodle you. Yeah, but, like, I got so used to. Being able to, oh, oh, I need a couple in the morning, so yep. breathe and move around, go to the bathroom, right? Like, yeah. So then I got cut off, and then one day I got yelled at. She's like, "What the hell is your problem? Like, you're so cranky, you're so this and that." And then, <laughs> then I sat down and I started like crying a little bit. I'm like, "I don't know what's wrong with me." Then it clicked. 
I'm having withdrawals because I was yeah. like, I couldn't sleep at night. My legs felt like I had restless leg syndrome, oh, like that's you know, toss and turn. And then I finally yeah. put it together. Oh my god, this is what withdrawals must be, right? Like I never really yeah. had it that bad before, and it was like, so then I was like, okay, we made it through that, and then bam, I smashed my jaw in a baseball. <laughs> I oh. got a baseball smashed at <laughs> Native Canadian Fastball Champions. Broke my One jaw. One thing after another. And then I was back on him again, right? It was like, yeah, I had a pretty good stint with oxys and pain pills. Shoot. It was pretty tough. Jeez. Yeah, no doubt. I... And you know, it's that's crazy that you had an epidural. I had one epidural, and that was when I um, was giving birth to Winter. And... You know, like that thing works pretty instantly. Oh yeah! And I remember like getting mad at the nurse that was doing it for me because I was like, "Have you done it yet?" And she's like, "Yeah, I was done a while ago." I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> sorry." Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's I like, noodled apparently. So, yeah, med- medicine's amazing. Like I had a tube going through my ribs. I had like an 18 inch gash from the, my pretty much my spine to the front of my chest here. Yeah, man. I was like, oh, my God. Like, scared. don't take that thing out. I was scared. Like, don't please don't take it out. I won't be able to breathe. I know I won't be able to breathe. Right. Like that panic, too, because you're yeah, you're immobilized. Right. So it's kind of like you're helpless. It's it's like like anything. So it's all frozen. Yeah. And then it's like a, you know, a frozen tooth there. It's like you're going to feel it once it unthaws. Right. No. And that's what happened. I like I tried to stay awake. No, I'm not going to go to sleep because I'm going to be hurting in the. Then, yeah, I ended up falling asleep and then woke up, couldn't reach the buzzer, pretty much paralyzed. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. I couldn't imagine that. That's, um, yeah, no, I I, I think I told my Oxycontin story um, here in one of the episodes Cody and I did. And it was, uh, I accidentally overdosed on them because I guess I was so noodled when I took the first set that I forgot that, and then I took another and, you know, I'm somebody who doesn't even, like, really take Advil or anything. So... It's you hard. It does, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it, it's like when you're somebody who doesn't drink and you have one beer and you drop to the floor. That's kind of what it was like for my body. And I'm somebody, like... And I don't shame anybody that has to take uh, over-the-counter prescription or anything like no. that. Um, for some people, they need that. Um but for me, it was not a, it, it wasn't an option. Like I couldn't, and uh, you know, even still, like I will not even take an Advil uh, if I can get by on, like my weed or gummies or like some CBD oil. I will do that first before I try anything else. Yeah, definitely. And it's totally so easy, so easy to get hooked because those things make you feel so good. Like yeah, you know, one pill from oh, oh yeah, oh. Oh, right on. Let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm pretty sure all I did was lay in bed and watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not me. No, I I, uh, I found, too, like, it, they made me kind of sick and nauseous. Yeah. 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 The oxys. Yeah. Yeah. The and, high. like, cotton mouth. Cotton mouth was even worse. Like, cotton mouth with oxycotton was worse than, you know, having cotton mouth after you smoke a joint. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's one thing that i found um but yeah no so how are things going at hazy valley we're going good like i really like uh, i really like mike yeah it's the customer service right like we brought in michael and he does really good like yeah 
the kind like one of the most genuine kindest human beings i'm pretty sure i've ever met on this planet he he's so happy and smiley every time you pull in quotes from him He's amazing. That's yes. his favorite word. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. And I love when he, was that him? Uh, was he flying the drone around when we were there? Was that him or was that somebody else? Um, what time, which one was that? Uh, I can't remember. That might have been someone else. Or no, he might have been flying the drone around that one time. Yeah. We've had so many people do the drone work at the yeah. different people. Like we had my brother-in-law were at his sister's and at my sister's house there. And I didn't even know. All of a sudden, there was a drone over top of us, and then I'm like, who's this? And we're looking around the parking lot, and then it's like, somebody's spying on us. And then <laughs> we started throwing snowballs and stuff, and then I get a text, hey, it's me. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, ah, I'm being attacked. But yeah, like, it's oh, it's going good. Right. Um, You know, it's one day at a time, right? Like, yeah, you know, we still get hassled by some of the store owners in town who don't agree with the provincial or the federal government's rules and oh you know what tough bananas you little people well it's it's ridiculous it's a, you don't hate the players i hate the game like I, we didn't make the rules like i don't see them kicking an uproar that we don't have clean drinking water i don't see them kicking exactly. an uproar that you know funding needs to be increased you know inflation has gone up like you know what i mean i don't see them making other uproars but only until yeah. you know and it's an industry where there's enough for everybody. It's That's a, like where they say in the Hunger Games is remember who the real enemy is. Remember mm. who the real enemy is. I'm not your enemy. Look to your government. Make it, those changes there. Yeah, and it's like, you know, yeah. it's the same kind of thing that falls under gas and ciggies. Yeah. You know, we pay no tax or whatever on that, right? Yeah. Like, you know. So in a rule like so how different is this it's the same thing but just it's we like okay we don't yeah. have to pay tax we know we don't have to abide by the provincial government rules so like you know just leave us alone like yeah we're not harming you you know you always say you know they want you know why can't indigenous you know people you know create wealth for themselves well now we're trying but now because, and now everyone's pissed off yeah, about it just because the game's <laughs> fixed for once in our favor like for yeah. once in our favor you take a look at all big industries yeah you know how many of them are indigenous owned yeah. take a look at all municipalities like yeah. how many indigenous businesses or indigenous whatever are built into the foundations of the municipalities in bc or across canada like yeah 100%. you know we weren't and like that was purpose of one of the purposes of the food truck was, yeah. you know, I'm parked at the edge of the reserve. Now, if my people want, yeah. they can stop and not have to cook it themselves and yeah. get an Indian taco or yeah. get a Bannock burger, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know. Hey, we've got ten, our guys out there ago, working and having jobs you know, and doing this. I want to get them fed. <laughs> well, like, I'm 44 years old. So I can never remember a time when everyone had said, hey, let's go get something indigenous to eat while we're in town. Yeah. You know, how many times when you were a kid were you taken to get an Indian taco at a restaurant in town? Never. Right? Like, it was at powwows. Yeah. Powwows, maybe the ball tournament. Like, you community know. Community gatherings. Yeah, community dinners, right? Like, you know, so, like, yeah, that was, like, one of the other main drives. It's like, you know, why, you know, it's time we as Indigenous people start appearing in all these different industries and showing, hey, like, we can do it too. Or yeah. Maybe even better, right? Like, 
Well, you see it too, like uh, like the booming industry thing too. Like the like movies are booming in the Okanagan. You see daily postings of indigenous casting calls, yeah. uh, and it's it's amazing seeing how many of our people are are applying for these um, jobs and applying for these casting calls and whatnot too. I do believe that there are more casting directors like moving over here as well, and like same thing like. Uh, uh, well, I was listening to a thing there on the pod, CBC podcast about yeah. one Native actor. She was like, it was so different. Like, this is the first time I worked with an Indigenous director, an Indigenous makeup artist. And then she said that, you know, I used to be the only Indigenous person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's in the movie industry, right? Like, it's so, we're making leaps and bounds in yeah. so many different places, right? Like, yeah. in our, in PC, it seems to be culinary. Yeah, you know, you know, wines, culinary, right? Yeah, back east or maybe like Manitoba, them where they got mining and the casinos mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? So like we're making splashes out there. I see lots of allies like rocking indigenous fashions too, and it's nice because it's not the stuff that you go and you buy at like Ardine or Winners or anything. It's stuff that is purchased from actual like people who make these things like out of their home on their kitchen table, who stay up all night after they get their kids to bed and doing homework and all the chores and stuff. Like you see allies now supporting us more and more. Or a lot more people that want to reach out and yeah. Be part of something or even educate themselves like on a yeah. digital stuff, right? Like um Or get more involved and have a better understanding. Like I think I think you know you were with shop, you, you uh shop First Nations. Yeah. Right? Yeah, There's Chelsea. another one that reads out help people, right? Like yeah. she came out and she visited when we're all out there, right? Like, you yeah. know, like those are allies. I'd I'd right? love to have her here on the podcast. I think she's be really fun to podcast. Yeah, she's with. a cool person, man. And like I yeah. said, an ally, right? Like Shout we, out to we Chelsea met, Baker. Yeah, we met through uh <laughs> An indigenous tourism or a tourism thing that the Vernon was yeah. putting on. Uh, what the do you call tourism it? BC it was a tour, tourism Vernon information tourism. Zoom session or whatever. And then I just have to put on there, like, you know, I just started the food truck. Like, well, where do I start to yeah. get promoting my indigenous business, right? Like, yeah. And then she emailed, hey, like, you know, I do this. You're First Nations. Is there any way we can put something together? Or do you know of any ideas? And I was yeah. like, yeah. You know, she came over. She did some things for us. Yeah. It was pretty cool. No, I love that when uh, she would stop, like, because every day that we were there, she would show up there, too, and she would. She would show up every day to support yeah. and see what was new and Great. say hi to everybody, and I really loved seeing that, and you see more and more of that, too. Um, I remember meeting one lady at your stop, actually. I think it was when I was there with uh, my friend Kat, and we had set up, and we had our girly tent all set up, and um, we had this one lady stop in, and she was like, I had to come all the way out here and try some of this famous food I keep hearing about, and they had just moved from, like, South Africa, and because, you know, like, political stuff over there has been, like, very scary, so she moved here for safety reasons because, you know, they're, they're there are white people from South Africa and they have the accent and everything too. But you know, there's like murders and stuff happening over there yeah, to white people there, yep. and super scary. And she, she came and she stopped in and she was in full like tears cause she was having a hard time with her kid. But she was like, you know, she got her soul food. She came to Kat and I, Kat and I like hooked her up with some free swag and, we were like, you know what? Go spray some lavender on your pillow. You go do this. You go do that. You just have like a, the most chill day when you get home. And she even said, she was like, I am so glad that I came to this spot because like something was just pulling me here. So I feel like that's like 
an energy thing at your location there. It's like, you guys have really good energy there. That and good view. Yeah. Right? It's a great view. How could you not at least take, how can something negative not be knocked off when you're staring at a beautiful valley? You know what I mean? Especially With the lake have, and then yeah, the sun, yeah, sun going man, up, like, sun going down. And then, yeah, just a positive around the business. Like, that's that's one of the biggest things that we do here, like, on my, my side and the hazy side is that, you know, yeah. wow, like, we came back because you treated us well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that goes a long way. Like, Yeah. No, Michael's a sweetheart. I absolutely love every time that I stop in. It's always, hello, sweetheart. How are you? And as you said, I am amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a good jibber jabber, that's for sure. Yeah, super sweet. Mm -hmm. um, one last question for you, Shane. And this is a big one. And you put whatever words you want into this. What are some words of wisdom that you can offer to other Indigenous entrepreneurs that are just starting out? If you believe in your idea, your gut says it's a good idea, stick with it. You know, I suffered many setbacks that were deflating and I wanted to quit so many times. And, you know, listen to your support. You know, they're there to support you and they won't tell you. Like, you know, they'll let you know if you're, you know, don't give up, you know, or, okay, well, maybe this isn't the path. Like, you know, mm -hmm. those are some things I had to choke down that I didn't like to hear. Like, felt like I was getting one huge step forward, but get knocked five steps back, right? So it was like, then you just have to go, like, maybe you can't jump into the big picture right away, mm -hmm. but take those baby steps. I love that. And that's quoted from my wife. <laughs> Shout when out I was, to Danny. Yeah, when I was <laughs> down and out, you know, she says, well, maybe your path isn't to get there right away. You know, maybe you have to go through these stages first. You have to learn. Yeah, and that's true, and it's worked out the best that way. I've, now I've just, you know, put my patient hat on and just said, okay, made some goals, mm -hmm. right? And that's another thing. Make your goals, set the goals. Yeah. You know, um, networking is another big thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and like, Yeah, just believe in yourself. Believe in it, you know. Shoot for the stars. If you fall once, get up and do it again. Right on. Right, like, we're still climbing. We got lots to grow. Like, I can remember when I told Danielle, like, look, I got 155 people on my page now. <laughs> and now, like, you know, after a year, I got over, I think it's 3,100 people now on my one I page. I saw that. So it's awesome. And it's people from all over, like, yeah. that may or may not even come to... To try the food, but root me on or, you know, like yeah. the pictures or, you know, say if I ever am that way, like, you know, like the message you read, right? Like, yeah, I so. love that. I love seeing all those posts and I love seeing that. And then one, one more thing I have to say, too, is your your food truck reminds me of the barn burner truck on Twister. Oh, I can't remember that one. That's, what? That's, I know tornado, the show. The tornado movie. Helen Hunt. And yeah. I just remember Helen Hunt. I, you know what? It's so funny because like when I saw the flames on your truck, I was like, it's the barn burner. Yeah, no, I can't remember <laughs> that one. I know the show. I remember the show. Because that was uh, that was Philip Seymour Hoffman's car that he drove. And he had all those cool, like, he had all the monitors and stuff oh, in yeah. his. Yeah, I think I'm starting to And he had, like the, he had the, he had the, uh. I think it's a megaphone or something on top of his van or it, the, it's a truck. And he 
would blast his music so like everybody driving in line could hear it and it was like the good vibe truck and like that's what i see when i see your truck it's the yeah. good vibes truck right on thanks yeah right on but yeah we're you know gonna push away like i said we're hoping for better times here coming up and, yeah you know our end goal is one day like you know we're gonna rival I want to rival McDonald's and A&W and Wendy's and be like the <gasps> first indigenous fast food chain. Oh my gosh. You know, yes. I don't know if there is one. I, I don't know if I'm speaking out of speaking out of text or whatnot. I don't know yeah. if there already is one, but you know, that was kind of my end goal is like, Hey, like why not have a Bannockslap burgers drive through? Like, yeah. But you know, you know like, what? There's room for everybody. And if there is somebody out there doing it already, no reason why you can't yeah, go for it. Yeah, then it comes down that. to whose food's better. And we all know. Well, once hey, we you all get love slapped, a good... you don't go back. <laughs> we all love a good cook-off, too. But yeah. I'm serious. We got to get that guy. Um, what's his name? Guy Ferrari or Ferrari or Ferrari? Guy's the one that does it in the States. I don't I'll look up the. What's I the think, guy that does I, it here? Is it the food truck? Drive and dive that guy or oh maybe there's like three different shows I kind of food trucks dine-ins no yeah there's a drivers diners and dives and that's guy guy fieri fieri Fieri. Fieri. okay but he's in the states we gotta get him over here I mean I know it's all there's gotta be something well here's another little yeah sneak little tidbit like I don't know what's come of it yet but. There was a thing circulating, I don't know if you've seen it, on the entrepreneurship stuff, telling us the Bears Lair. Ooh, and that's, the uh, Bears Lair. It's like the APTN version of uh, the, the Dragon's Den. Dragon's Den. So yeah. we did up a, 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 what do you call it, uh, I don't want to say interview video. Um, yeah. Uh, a video to... Apply. Ap- yeah, application video. We sent it in, so never know. Ooh. We're hoping for cross fingers. Maybe I can... You know, win some money to start that dream of... Maybe that food chain's happening. Yeah, well, like, like you got to understand, <laughs> like, when you think big like that, like, I want to do it at our spot. So then people will say, at the bare minimum, oh, hey, that's where Bannock Slaps is over there. Like, like really, like, when you when you think about it as a member, okay, you know, West Bank's known for they got Walmart and all this, you and know, Kukuli. kind of a city, like, you know, yeah. and then Osoyoosh has got wines, golf courses, right? Like, yeah. okay, what are we known for? Like, if you're going to say something, <laughs> yeah, come to Vernon because, you know, you could come to our reserve and do this. Like, well, we don't, yeah. we don't have nothing, right? And I I think, I'm, you know, right now I kind of, yeah. like, we kind of do with the pot shops. Like I yeah. said, it's created that bubble where people the are green coming mile. out. Yeah, the green mile. <laughs> but, you know, so that's what I, my goal is, like, to come out on top. Like, hey, be the number one destination. Like, go Put here. Put us on the map. Go here, yeah. They got food. They got dope. Like, I got yeah. other things that I want to incorporate. We got like, the two best things that go together so well. And then, like, so <laughs> I entered this contest. So, hopefully, like, you know, a guy could win a little bit of something to maybe start some infrastructure, right? Like, because you yeah. got to get water, sewage. Like, yeah. we already have power there. But those things yeah. cost a lot of money. Like, to pave, yeah. to level the ground, build, the, you know, pavement. Like, that's gonna cost quite a bit of money right i know so, right it's amazing to t- have the vision in your head and then when you go to do the actual work like you said like you have to jump through loops and if yeah. you want it like you got to keep going no matter what and the I, setback is and yeah and like and like you know I, I understand why like for i got a little bit easier because i can operate on the reserve yeah but i understand why when you don't like when you t- when people fail in town is because yeah. like it seems like you get dinged for the system, everything. The yeah, system the system takes and takes and down. takes and takes and never lets you build up anything. You hear unless, that, y'all? Shane is on your side. Unless, Don't come barking at him. Unless you uh, 
you know, unless you have that one miracle product that strikes you rich right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And I'm just blessed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I get to operate on my silk territory. Yeah. You know, and one day it's going to be a destination for non and indigenous people. Yeah. And it already kind of is for indigenous people. I get a lot of different, from a lot of different uh, reserves or, you know, yeah. even like, well, the one lady, I'm like, she was, you know, she had a real thick accent. I'm like, hey, yeah. you're not from around here. And she's like, <laughs> no, no, we're from way up north there. Somewhere, I can't remember what she said. And she's yeah. like, my my granddaughter's seen you on TikTok. And she said, stop here, try this. Because they were going to the hospital in Kelowna, right? <laughs> so, like, that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, it's, you know, one You guys day, are on TikTok? Yeah, man. Oh, I, shoot. I, I, uh, I gotta like, add you. Anybody out there listening, like, um, I'm not, I'm one with all the hats so like i'm the social media guru i'm the cook you know i'm the salesman i'm like so i sometimes i don't get to all of them all the time so the main one is the facebook i like stick on that one mainly and i try to trickle it out to the other ones when i can yeah yeah we're on all three sites so if you're looking for us it's panic slap burgers and indian tacos facebook instagram or tiktok right on i love that I, you know, I just, I've been dabbling in doing the reels on Instagram. So my plan is to focus on the reels on Instagram, get good at that. And then I'll attempt to TikTok again. Cause yeah, I've been trying no. with TikTok and I'm like, and I can't make it work like, as good as those people can. <laughs> like, can I tell you, like, I, I felt shame. Like I got shamed on TikTok. Like when you ever, you know, what? people telling like, you know, how people attack oh yeah trolls. so I, yeah i kind of got attacked and it may not have been major but like i was telling da- my wife they're like like wow like i understand now why people might go off and hurt themselves or you know yeah. like start getting into you know mental issues it's like i was like i, 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 I like that's why i kind of stepped away from that trolls one. are crazy yeah they're i'm just like well, i don't even know you way. and like yeah man i was like holy but you know it's it's switched now. Like, I get a little more used to how to use it and what to do, right? It's A lot yeah. of it's figured out. There's the beautiful block, delete, report thing. Yeah. And I use that thing on the daily, honestly. Yeah. And and you know what's crazy, too? And, and this is going to be, like, my piece of advice for you. Um, you know, I've been talking to quite a few amazing, like, really amazing Indigenous TikTokers and... Uh, what are they called? Influencers? Influencers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've been talking to a few of them. And uh, because I was experiencing some of that too, like some crazy troll messages, but I have it set so that my, my page will like filter those things out. So I'll see them. Keywords. Keywords. Yeah. So they'll go to a certain place that I actually have to physically go and look at. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing what some people write because you're like, wow, like you are are telling me some really rude things here that, you know, would be held up in a place of court. Like you'd go to jail for that if if I reported you and I've talked to, uh, who was it? Uh, Laura Grizzly pause. I was talking to her and she's like, I get messages like that all the time. And yeah, it's, it's sad. That rabbit hole is great. And I don't want to be like, uh, I'll do my best with to fame, try to keep it with fame. Comes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like I just, you know, here's a picture of my burger. He, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hope you like food. Yeah. I'd rather have the fame where they come and Hey, this is great. And just keep it all positive. I don't need yeah. somebody that, not ever gonna come to my place and just wants negative put negative things because that's what they do right like, just hating mm-hmm. they're in that place that you know that dark place that we we always send them prayers and like hope that they heal yeah. from that right because yeah, we don't definitely. need any of that in the world we don't want to be surrounded by that it's it's not like a get bent buddy kind of thing mm-hmm. it's like 
fix yourself. Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> it's time for you to start healing yourself. Like, you don't need to project this negative energy on everybody, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know I said I only had one last question, but I do have one more question. Who made your medallion? This one, a friend of mine from Burns Lake area made it there. Nice. Uh, Lloydie Jr. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful medallion. I love it. Wow. It's one of my favorite ones. I, I have love a collection it. of them, but it's one of my favorite ones. Is it, uh, is it for Superman or is it for Shane? Oh, it's Superman, but yeah. like, uh, he's always been my favorite hero. Yeah, right? I so, love that. Yeah. Right on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Shane. This was a lot of fun. We definitely no, got to have you back with Cody great. in the studio, too. Yeah, man, I'd love to talk about other things, what's relevant or whatever you guys feel like. This is great. Uh, thank you for the invite. And uh, thank you to everybody who's listening and everybody's going to watch. Uh, stop by Bannock's Laps. Come hungry, leave full. Heck yeah. And you guys got to try the fries. Seriously. Garlic. <laughs> yeah, if you love your garlic, you these won't are be, the fries. Won't be kissing after, but it's great garlic. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Intertribal Talk Season season 9, Episode 9. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. White. Have a great one. White.